0: this is a year of abundant harvest glory to God it is harvest time God is moving on the earth right now hallelujah so we have to be like farmers and have that expectancy praise God that your loved ones are gonna come in your enemies are gonna come in to the kingdom of God hallelujah hallelujah expectancy you know John chapter 4 verse 33 Jesus says this do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest we always wait for uh, tomorrow or uh, another time or whatever why not be expectant now for that not just a little trickle of harvest but a big harvest amen when God's involved God does things big amen we used to sing we've got a great big wonderful God well do we believe that amen do we believe there's still four months and then comes the harvest and Jesus goes ahead and said behold I say to you lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest amen this world is in a mess and the only way that this mess is going to be fixed is Jesus. Andy Crouch wrote a song years ago, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Hallelujah. You hear all the drugs that are crossing the border, and, and, and now uh, the, there's traces of what the horse uh, tranquilizer in, in a lot of the, the, the drugs that they're getting, and people are dro- uh, dropping dead. I read that on the news the other day because there's no you know that that whatever they what's that that they narcan that doesn't even work on that new that that the horse tranquilizer and so you know people need jesus hallelujah people need jesus and so the harvest is ready amen and we have an opportunity these next few weeks to kick into high gear not low gear but high gear and get expectancy there for harvest time amen hallelujah and and i read this last sunday night but i'm going to read it again because it is prevalent for today because we're not we're not operating on our own strength and our own ability but we are called to be followers of christ amen so isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 through 4 jesus actually quotes this and he in luke chapter 4 stands up and he says today this scripture has been fulfilled this was the beginning of harvest time and you move to the book of acts where you see the outpouring of the holy spirit and it's dynamic folks it is dynamic we are accelerating accelerating to the end of days amen and we are the end of the end of times praise God and right now and Jesus would say if he would stand up here and preach he would say now it's harvest time now it's harvest time what are you gonna do about it <laughs> Amen? what are we going to do about it we are his hands we are his feet we are his mouthpiece in the world hallelujah and Jesus has empowered us now Look what Jesus said, or Jesus is quoting this scripture out of Isaiah, prophetically speaking of him. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Say the Spirit of God is upon me. You know, a lot of churches aren't being taught this. They hear about the Holy Spirit, and it's something distance. It's a, it's a feeling or, or whatever it might be, but see, when the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus, when he made that proclamation, uh, it was for a purpose, It wasn't just to get excited at church and dance around, and we have fun doing that. Amen? But he had a mission to accomplish. Amen? And it wasn't mission impossible. It was mission possible. The harvest was ready. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good tidings, the good news. Amen? The good news that people that are in the Addicted to things substances and so on and so forth people who have diseases and all kinds of maladies can be set free because the Spirit of God is upon the church the body of Christ today hallelujah he says he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted do you know any brokenhearted to proclaim liberty liberty to the captives and the opening of present to those who are bound we know people who are in bondage to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And I like this one. This is the church's mission, to rebuild the old ruins. How many of you know that the that United States of America was grounded and the Constitution was penned around Christian principles? Hallelujah, amen. Our forefathers, a lot of those who signed the, 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 our, our Declaration of Independence were ministers. Go back, they don't teach that in history. They don't teach that in school, but it's the truth. Our, our founding fathers, many of those uh, that went out and fight and fought the British were literally pastors. They would be gathered on a Sunday morning, and the pastor, all of a sudden, the alarm would be given. The British are coming, and the pastors would, would, would put their hat on and get their musket and say, Come on, guys, let's go and fight. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Do we have any fighters in here? amen we're not picking up our muskets today but we got the power of the holy spirit hallelujah so to rebuild the old ruins they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair our cities have got to be repaired the desolations of many generations hail hallelujah god is not done with america but he's he's raising up his church right now and empowering his church, amen? You've heard about the revival breaking out here and there and it's breaking out here in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And we're gonna see people set free by the power of God. Amen, we've gotta be ready for it, hallelujah. Praise God, and in Luke chapter four, where he just quoted this scripture in verse 21. He said this, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And then immediately uh, in, in Matthew chapter nine, verse 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news, amen? that you don't have to be sick, you don't have to be in cap- captivity any longer, you don't have to be in bondage any longer, because the spirit of the Lord God is upon me to set you free, amen. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. In, ver- in, in Matthew chapter nine, it says this in verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, have you looked at the multitudes lately? A lot of people, they look over the multitudes. They only see what they want to see. They don't want to be bothered with a lot of things that are out there. They want to turn on their TV or, or play games on their game boxes and so on and so forth. Tune out the hurting world. Not being concerned about the lost. But folks, Jesus says he was moved with compassion. And I'm saying this, if we have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, we would also be moved with compassion. Amen? See, compassion for people who are hurting will move us out of complacency and move us to a place that we're doing something about it. Oh, pastor, I'm not a minister. I'm not called. We're all called to share Jesus. The hope for the world is Jesus. He said he looked and he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And that's the way society is right now. People are looking for something. So they turn to drugs, they turn to alcohol. Uh, Suicides are up. Uh, tremendously I don't know how much it is right now because you know even a couple years back when 2020 hit uh, <clears throat> there was an uprise uptake in in suicides and uh, you know just Pastor Judy mentioned last week that <clears throat> uh, that uh, one of her family members uh, 30 years old or something had committed suicide you know basically having everything going for him but hopelessness an emptiness on the inside. So it doesn't matter how successful a person is on the outside, on the inside, that can be hurting. And they don't know how to cope. They may have tried drugs and alcohol and everything else. They're at the end of their rope, so they end up taking their life, hopefully. But you know where that takes you if you're not born again. Amen? So he's seen them as having a sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. How many laborers are in most of the churches? I'm not talking about pastors or evangelists. I'm talking about laborers. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. He said, you're the salt of the earth. We are to influence the people around us. Maybe we're not called to nations like a missionary might be, or an evangelist like Billy Graham, but the areas that we travel in and commute in and fellowship with. See, we are the salt, we're the light. We're the Jesus to those people that they may never see if we don't speak up, if we don't demonstrate the love of God, amen. The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And the work Greek, I heard a preacher talk about this. He said, he said, pray that God would thrust, not just send, but push people out into the harvest field. And if we seem kind of pushy, from the pulpit up here, we love coming to church. we love to minister under the anointing we love, but we 're not fulfilling the great commission if we 're not bringing the lost in and This is the key that <clears throat> maybe you don 't know the the Romans road or, or, or how to bring somebody to that decision, but when we have special events like Christmas and Easter and things like this in the church, where they can come and, and uh, we 're having a drama that 's going to uh, present the gospel message and, uh, you know, and then the altar call. Well, the Holy, how many of you know that the Holy Spirit's going to be here working and activating and moving, hallelujah, to bring in the harvest? Thank you, Jesus. But see, we have to have compassion. We have to maybe sometimes spend extra time and, and a little bit more effort. Amen. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to his harvest. Many, several years ago, I think it was 2019 before, how how many of you know 2020 was an assignment of the enemy to shut down the church of Jesus Christ? Well, I believe it was 2019, and and they can correct me if I'm wrong, that, that the word came epicenter about our church, that we were to be an epicenter of revival, and I believe that with all of my heart. Yeah, the enemy pulled some tricks. He tried to to mess up the church worldwide as far as shutting down churches, but it didn't work because you know what? God was involved, amen? But an epicenter is the point on the earth's surface directly up, up, uh, above the, uh, the hypocenter or focus, the point where earthquakes or underground explosion originates. How many of you would like revival to originate here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and spread out. Spread out. I'm not saying God can use any church. Hopefully he'll use more churches than just us because there's a big harvest out there hallelujah for one thing we couldn't see to (laughs) everybody somebody said that the largest buildings in the last awakening is going to be churches hallelujah praise god so we we have this opportunity and so we're going to pray and and pastor judy's going to bring up something in just a few moments to help you Pray in your harvest, people that are around you. Invite them Easter Sunday. But this is a serious thing. I want us, if you want to go ahead and pray this week, you can, but I want to really focus in the week before Easter. Starting the Monday after uh, Palm Sunday, or a week from this coming Monday, to really spend some time fasting, praying, praying, I'm going to ask uh, Teresa, she's not here now, but I would like to, to have Bible school that, that Monday night, their 6 o'clock hour, to turn into a prayer meeting that I'll be leading it and uh, praying for Easter Sunday. Wouldn't they be powerful? Hallelujah. And if our Bible college students know how to pray. <laughs> Glory to God. And then our Wednesday night prayer so important pray the lord of the harvest is thrust out laborers and say pastor i'm one of them pastor i'm one of them now i was going to preach something entirely different this morning but i set my alarm for 2 a.m this morning when i got up i just wasn't feeling it i felt it before i go to bed but the holy spirit can move in different Different veins. He wanted me to minister to this. And, and it's a funny thing because a song came to me that I heard as a, as a kid. I don't know how old I was. My family was a musical family and I had a second cousin named J.C. James Columbus. How do you like that name? We called him J.C. <clears throat> but one of his most popular songs that him and his family would sing and actually he did a solo on this was called sorry i never knew you and i went on and not expecting to find the lyrics to this song because it was a 1960 song but i found it and i want to read it to you (coughs) because many people even in Folks, even, and some of you have family members that uh, might be in church, they might be religious, but they're not born again. And so, I want to read this because it's, it's about the great white throne judgment. He said, I'd sing it if I could, but I don't want to sing it. Last night as I was sleeping, this dream came to me. I dreamed about the end of time, about eternity, I saw a million sinners fall on their faces to pray. The Savior sadly shook his head, and this I heard him say. Sorry, I never knew you. Depart from me forevermore. Sorry, I never knew you. Go serve the one you served before. I thought the time had come when I must stand the trial. I told the Lord that I had been a good person all the while. But through the book, he then looked and sadly shook his head. They placed me over on his left and this is what he said. Sorry, I never knew you. I find no record of your birth. Sorry, I never knew you. Go serve the one you served while on earth. And there was my wife and children. I heard each one's voice. They must have all been happy it seemed they did rejoice. With robes of white around them and crowns upon their head. My little girl looked up at me and this is what she said. Daddy, we can't go with you. We must stay on this lovely shore. Sorry for we still love you, but you cannot be our daddy anymore. And when I woke up from sleep, with tears in my eyes, I looked around and there about me, to my great surprise, I saw my wife and babies, and knew I had a dream. Then down beside my bed I fell, and for mercy did I scream. Father, who art in glory, in mercy look on me today. Forgive me, let me serve thee, till the summons comes and calls me away. (laughs) Powerful, huh? And I remember my cousin singing that as, and, and he moved the congregation to tears with that song. In one of these days, there's going to be that very time when we all stand before the judgment seat and fortunately families will be separated. And the little girl will say, Daddy, I, you can't be my daddy anymore. But see, we have an obligation, to be moved with compassion like Jesus was moved, to invite, to pray, to do everything within our power and expect the Holy Spirit to empower us and to enable us, because we can't do it on our own. There are many people that we've witnessed to and they've turned us away, but I'm telling you, there's coming a turn. The tide is turning. People are going to be looking for the answer and you and I have the answer because the spirit of the Lord God is upon us. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord God is upon us. We can make the difference. Amen. I want you to bow your heads today. Let me ask my wife to come up. I don't know how long we have before we meet Jesus. Of course, he had to dream this man of the great white throne judgment. But any of, any of us could depart this world, breathe our last breath as appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So how much time do we have to reach people? Now is the day of salvation, Jesus said there's two things I want to make sure of. This man, apparently, his family was Christian. His daughter and son and wife was in glory. But in his dream, Jesus said, sorry, I never knew you. So there are men and women, young people in churches that think they are okay. But nobody can come to the Father except Jesus said through me person has to believe in their heart and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. And if you're here today and you think you're good and you've been in church or mom and dad was saved and so on and so forth, that's not going to give you a ticket into heaven. You've got to believe for yourself. You've got to to seal that, that thing with God yourself. Meet him. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept what you did on the cross for me. You died for my sins, took my place. Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. And at the same time, those of you that have received Christ, be aware of those around you. You've got to do everything in your power to make sure that your loved ones make it into heaven. Even if they're religious and they go to a church, make sure that they have a personal relationship with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Judy. Okay. I was with your head bowed, I just want to give you an opportunity today. As I mentioned before, it's not being good. You're going to stand before God and He's going to look in that book. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And if your name's not in there, you're not getting to heaven. And I'm willing to invite you to say this prayer with me today. You've got to believe in your heart what really causes a person to be born again. And let me say this. And we were talking about this on the way to church. How if a person... And I believe there are a lot of people in churches on Sunday morning that just casually repeat this prayer with their pastors, but don't really comprehend it or mean it with their heart. And if you've gone year after year thinking that you're a Christian and still living in ways that are not godly. You're living in sin and so on and so forth and there's no conviction in your heart. Then I doubt very much that you're really saved. You're born again. Something that you need to think about. Because Jesus said, you will know they're my disciples by their fruit. So if you're one this morning that, uh, that might not be sure, man. I just, you do things and you're not, you don't feel the guilt you don't feel that the Holy Spirit saying you shouldn't be doing that you need to pray this prayer and pray it sincerely today make this a day of change you're entering the Easter season Jesus went to the cross just for you so let's pray this prayer Heavenly Father I recognize that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior dear Jesus I believe in my heart that you went to the cross and you died for me you took my place and now Lord Jesus I ask you to come into my life be my Lord and my savior and I thank you for hearing me today Because all who call upon your name, the Bible says, shall be saved. And I thank you now for my my salvation. For the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all of my sins. Thank you, Lord.